Welcome back to the Big Apple. Elegance and class. Where did it all go? And may the fourth be with you. Execute order 66. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Tuesday, May 4th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Godzilla vs. Kong and True Blood star Alexander Skarsgård is joining the cast of Succession. In season three of the acclaimed HBO show about the warring Roy clan, Skarsgård will play the role of Lucas Matson, who is described as a, quote, successful confrontational tech founder and CEO. Dick Wolf is expanding his empire at NBC, which has greenlit yet another spin-off of his Law & Order franchise. Ordered straight to series, the show will turn the tables, where other shows have focused on policing and prosecution, Law & Order for the defense will focus on a criminal defense firm. And Saturday Night Live is wrapping up the season with two first-time hosts. NBC announced that Keegan-Michael Key and Anya Taylor-Joy will host the final two episodes of season 46. Emmy winner Key will headline the May 15th episode, joined by Driver's License singer Olivia Rodrigo as musical guest. The Queen's Gambit and recent Golden Globe winner Taylor-Joy will host the season finale on May 22nd. She'll be accompanied by musical guest Lil Nas X. For more on those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head over to EW.com. And now we're heading to a galaxy far, far away for today's number three pick, Star Wars The Bad Batch. The beloved Clone Wars animated series wrapped up its run exactly one year ago today, but now Disney Plus is gifting Star Wars fans with a new spinoff focusing on Clone Force 99, a.k.a. The Bad Batch. These elite and experimental clones each possess a unique exceptional skill, making them a formidable crew to reckon with and they'll need those skills. They're immune to the dreaded Order 66 turning the clones against the Jedi, and the Bad Batch will now find themselves at odds with their brethren as the age of the Empire begins. Here's a preview. You'll climb Force 99. You know who we are. Hunter. Let's go. Echo. Hyperdrive's online. Tick. Prepping to jump. Wrecker. Let's blow something up. And cross here. Your move. Ha! We're all you need. I want Clone Force 99 found and wiped out. The galaxy's a dangerous place to be. We need to get out of here. What do you say, kid? You want to come with us? How can I help? Expect some surprises on today's premiere episode and look for more new episodes dropping on Fridays. You can stream the first episode of The Bad Batch on Disney Plus now. It's trivia time. Voice actor Dee Bradley Baker plays literally all of the clones on The Clone Wars and The Bad Batch, but is also known for voicing what famous animal from a Disney Channel series? Kim Possible's Rufus the Naked Mole Rat, Phineas and Ferb's Perry the Platypus, or Stitch from Lilo and Stitch? Stick around for the answer. Number two. 
Now let's race over to our number two pick, The Flash, returning tonight from its mid-season break to pick up after Frost turned herself into the CCPD. In tonight's episode, appropriately titled The People vs. Killer Frost, she'll stand trial for her past crimes and face the possible punishment of having her powers taken away. Caitlin isn't about to let that happen, though, and goes to great lengths to save her sister. Here's Danielle Panabaker, who plays Frost, on her season three crimes catching up with her. I'm grateful that we're telling this story. I do think it's important that Frost is held accountable for her actions. Obviously, she's been trying to do the right thing and save the day in um, many ways since, you know, her bad days. But I do think it is important that she is held accountable for what she did. I think it's important, just me morally. I think it's an important story to tell. So it was something I'd asked about. I didn't realize they were going to do it this season. Honestly, it was a surprise to me um, when I read the script. So I was really happy to see it. You can catch The Flash at 8 p.m. on The CW. Stick around. Our number one pick is coming up. What to Watch will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuitsandjam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. And now calling all Bravo-holics for our number one pick, The Real Housewives of New York City. Season 13 of The Real Housewives Mainstay premieres tonight, bringing a new housewife, new costume parties, and new Big Apple dramas. Ebony K. Williams makes her debut this season as the show's first black cast member. While Heather Thompson makes her return, Luann enters a new romance and records a new single, and Leah embarks on a conversion to Judaism. Meanwhile, Ramona is our Hamptons hostess with the mostest once again, and her BFF Sonia is back in her infamous townhouse, embracing a new chapter centered on self-love and self-care. Here's a preview. Welcome to Harlem. I like Ebony a lot. <laughs> Oh, you can tweet! I'm not Tony Morrison in this bitch! I can't be teaching y'all everything! Diana! No, I'm Michelle. I get my help wrong. She says she get her help wrong. The help comment was a little triggering for me. Here's to hospitality assistance. I have more education, frankly, than anybody at this table. Don't come into my house and tell me I don't have an education. I can leave your house, Lou! Oh my god, my ears are hurting. Meet Garth. Oh, no wonder Lou is so happy. Garth, Garth, Garth. It's always Garth. Hey, girl. Oh, Jesus. How are you? up on the first ring. Well, sounds like we have a lot to look forward to this season. EW's resident housewives expert, Mary Solosi, joins me now to help get us ready for this new season. How's it going, Mary? Hi, Jared. I'm very excited. How are you? I am equally as excited because we have a lot <laughs> to talk about here. Let's start with our new housewife, Ebony K. Williams. Based on uh, the episode that you have seen so far, the premiere, how is her debut and her first impression? with all the other women? Well, I have to say I'm very excited about Ebony. She's she's friends with Leah, and I know mm -hmm. the two of them 
really sort of stick together or I don't know throughout the season but the two of them really are friends through the season which is a good thing because you know you got Ramona and Sonia with all their decades of history (laughs) you need another team in there but um I think she makes a great debut you know sometimes you see a housewife come in for the first time and they just sort of want to dip their toe in they're a little nervous they're a little hesitant and what I loved about Ebony was that right away she's not intimidated by this crowd She's, you know, and all their weirdnesses and, you know, mm-hmm. Ramona and her power plays and all of that. She Very um, strong just, personalities. Exactly. And Ebony <laughs> just jumps right in, undeterred by all of it. So um, I'm really excited to see what unfolds over the course of the season with her. She seems uh, very smart. She seems I, she's yes. beautiful. Uh, I, I Just from the trailer alone, like her personality, she seems very likable. So... Yeah, and that, that's totally what I thought from the first episode. Okay, all right, good. Fair assessment then. Love that. <laughs> um, someone else uh, in the cast this season, uh, Heather Thompson is back. She hasn't been on the show for like six or, yeah, six seasons or so. Uh, what um, what do you make of her being brought back into the fold here? Well, she's not in the premiere, so um, I oh. can't speak to how she comes in based on that, but... I mean, it does look like it becomes dramatic, even just based on the uh, coming up this season sort of trailer that we saw. Oh, right. It looks like mm-hmm. Leah calls her a Karen. Um, and I, I know, which uh, feels very 2020, very Housewives mm-hmm. 2020. But um, I mean, it will be interesting to see what happens. It'll be interesting to see how, how many times she says holla. I mean, it's, always, <laughs> it's always fun to see a housewife come back, even, even if it's not your favorite housewife. Yeah. Just because... They bring a familiar energy, and mm-hmm. um, you never know how that's going to change based on who the new cast is. Yeah, and you mentioned um, that Ebony is friends with Leah, but based on some reports that we're seeing, uh, Heather did an interview. It seems like Heather and Leah are not uh, going to be very good friends. Heather's claiming that she was, quote, assaulted by the cast. She doesn't get into specifics, and and EW has not confirmed any of this. Uh, These are just reports that we're seeing out there. Um, I'm not sure it seems quite, though, to rise to the level of a Potomac situation where there was physical assault uh at least we haven't seen any footage like that and you would think that would be part of the trailer yeah oh gosh that potomac that was wild on potomac last season that was that that sort of reverberated throughout the season just the whole monique versus candace conflict that came out of um that moment so yeah i mean i don't know i will have we'll have to watch what happens as as bravo loves to tell us to do but um (laughs) But Heather is coming out with some pretty strong statements about what went down during her shooting. So um, it doesn't seem like it's just going to be all rainbows and butterflies. Right. Or diamonds and rosé. <laughs> right, exactly. Or Lisa Vanderpump. Totally. And and um, this uh, kind of fight, apparent fight that happened, uh, reportedly happened at Ramona's home. Of course, it would happen at like a dinner party. Where else would these kinds of arguments happen, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, is it her house in the Hamptons, I believe it's Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. Ramona in the Hamptons. Do you remember last season in the Hamptons with the tiki torches and the vibrator and the chicken? That was And the uh, lower level, that Luann was stuck in the lower level. I do so, remember. I'm not sure <laughs> I want to, but I do. <laughs> Ramona's house in the Hamptons has seen some things. Right. And it sounds like, it sounds like it's up for more now. Yeah. Um, all right. What else are you excited for this season? 
Oh gosh. I mean, what am I not excited about? One thing that's interesting is that it did they did shoot at the end of 2020. And mm-hmm. we've seen in the last few seasons of The Real Housewives to come out and the ones that are currently running how the show has adjusted to quarantine. I mean, we go back to Orange County and they were shooting in March when the shutdown yeah. happened. Mm-hmm. And so um, but as you watch that and then you watch, gosh, what else? Atlanta and Dallas, you see how the production has adjusted to to figure out how to shoot in quarantine. And mm-hmm. but what so you know it becomes becomes sort of easier for them to actually shoot the groups together because they figure out how to navigate it. But it's also right. been interesting, I think, to see how the housewives and in all these different cities have dealt with the tumult of the last year. Yeah, it becomes um, kind of a slice of life of how the rest of the country dealt with it. Granted, most of the women on these shows are are of uh, live a certain privilege, you could yes. say. But but coronavirus didn't really know wealthy from poor. It didn't distinguish that way. So no, it definitely did not. I mean, on Orange County, who got it? Shannon. Shannon got yeah. It. yeah. Oh, and um. Uh, some of the Beverly Emily's Hills husband. women, right? Um, right, Emily's husband and oh, then yeah, Kyle Beverly. Richards, oh, and actually, I believe. New York. Yeah. I do know New York. I'm, um, they, it's not confirmed who it was, but New York did have to shut down production, I think more than once because of a cast member and a crew member testing positive. And so, and then also not only, um, not only the actual pandemic, but they shot during the election. They were filming during the election. Mm-hmm. They were filming during um, the riot on the Capitol. Yeah. Um, and you see... You know, you see all of the events of the last year playing out on The Real Housewives, which is not really the platform you necessarily think of as the most natural for like, I think of like, think think of the season of Atlanta and Portia really um, became an activist with Black Lives Matter and she was arrested, I think, twice. Twice, yeah. And so um, you don't think of The Real Housewives as where you see these big national stories playing out. But I think it's been really interesting, even though it's definitely different. It's really interesting to see how those things play into the Real Housewives. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, there's still the Real Housewives having these crazy parties and wearing yes. these outrageous clothes and getting drunk and starting fights. But it's against the backdrop of what's really happening in the country. And I think it's been really interesting. A hundred percent. It's made for some incredibly interesting storylines and, and has uh, kind of uh, shaken up the seasons a bit. So we will see how it affects the Real Housewives of New York City. The show returns tonight, nine o'clock on Bravo. Thanks, Mary. Thanks, Jared. And now the answer to today's trivia question. Star Wars voice actor Dee Bradley Baker voices which famous animal from a Disney Channel series? Kim Possible's Rufus the Naked Mole Rat, Phineas and Ferb's Perry the Platypus, or Stitch from Lilo and Stitch? The answer... Harry the Platypus. Animal sounds are something of a specialty for Baker. He's also the voice behind Waddles the Pig on Gravity Falls and Appa and Momo on Avatar The Last Airbender. That is our show for today. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I am senior TV editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch What to Watch is written by Tyler Aquilina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, produced and hosted by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Krokmal and Carly Usden.